Hey, 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 everyone. This is Prashant, and I'll be your host for this section of the Mailman podcast called 321 with Mailman. To quickly talk about the format, the guest will be required to share three ideas or books they live by, two people they look up to, and one productivity trick they find super helpful in their everyday lives. For those of you who do not know about Mailman, Mailman is an email plugin that delivers your emails in batches at times pre-selected by you. Hence, minimizing distractions, facilitating deep work, and making inbox zero an everyday reality. You can start a free trial at mailmanhq.com. That is M-A-I-L-M-A-N-H-Q.com. You can also find this link in the description below. Today, we have Rosie Sherry with us. Rosie loves community building. She presently works at Orbit as a community lead, while simultaneously building Rosie Land and India Indie Woman communities. Rosie has also previously led communities at Indie Hackers, a thriving community of indie builders and creators. Rosie, we are so glad to have you here. I will now let you speak a few opening words for us. Hey, hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So yeah, a few a few words about myself. I guess like you you explained it quite well. So I love communities. I love community building. I've been doing it for about 15 years. Uh, originally, I guess my, my longest stint was Ministry of Testing, which is a, a bootstrap com- community-focused company. And I kind of I worked on that for 10 years and and then moved on to Indie Hackers after that. Um but but yeah, I, I mean I, I discovered community. I was I was working in tech as a tester. Um, and I discovered community along the way. And I, I think like, as soon as I realized that it, it, you could potentially like build a community or, or use community to build business, um, that kind of um, stuck with me and it's stuck with me since. Um, so, so yeah, and like since working at Indie Hackers, um, I've been really keen to kind of explore community building as, as I guess my specialism. Um, so that's kind of what Rosyland is. Uh, I kind of um, use that as, I guess, my my base of trying to trying to think about my experiences of building communities and trying to think about how 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 to explain them, how to teach them, um, and just like sh- sharing basically um, my experiences um, on the basis that I, I just don't think there's enough out there at the moment for community builders. So, so yeah, that's that's Rosyland, and then more recently, yeah, I, I joined the team at Orbit, um, and they're building software for community builders, and um, yeah, they're, they're doing, in my opinion, very interesting things. Um, so, uh, you know, that's that's been uh, an honor to kind of work work there and explore more community building. Yeah, and I see that you have somewhat become the flag bearer of community building, uh, at least on Twitter, it seems like that. So, uh, and being a marketer myself, I would like some, you know, uh, valuable tips from you on how to get a community started. I feel that's the very, the hardest phase of a community. It's to get people in and to get them engaged. How, 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 do, you, how do you do that initial stage? Any tips? Any tips yeah. on that would be, yeah. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's one of the the biggest questions, right? People people don't know how to start, and I think I think that's that's a problem within itself, right? It's like people like love this idea of community, but they don't know how to start. Um, and I think these days I kind of refer to it as like it's like um, kind of like it, as as a founder, 
right? If you if you want a business, it's like sure you want a business and sure you want a successful business, but that doesn't mean you you deserve one or you will get one. Uh, and the same kind of goes for community. Is like just because you want one doesn't mean that you 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 should you should be the one leading one or serving or serving the community. Um, so I I think that's like the first kind of. Um, slap in the face I like to give people is like are, are you sure you want to do community um because it's 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 a big ask it, re- it really is it's like it takes long-term commitment and I think most people don't don't realize realize that but um it, I guess like if you if you're sure it's it's a path that you want to take um the the best advice I can give is to really kind of study study a niche, study a market, study a people. Um, and, and, and the more you kind of do that, then the answers should start coming to you about how you can build community. Because, um, yeah, I mean, I, I see questions all the time saying, well, I, I have this community and nobody's coming, right? How, what, what do I do next? And nobody can answer that question for you. And, uh, unless you're going to like, obviously like, pay someone to, to come in and actually do, do help you build a community, you have to figure that out yourself. And, and it, it will be different for every every single community. And, and, and that's a challenge. So um, I think community takes a lot, a lot of studying, a lot of creativity, and a lot of experimenting. Uh, and, and that's probably not the answer that most people want, but that's the one that I try to, try, try to you know, is in the loosest possible sense. Or, you know, from like a very overview kind of way. Um, that's how I'm trying to talk, talk about community at the moment. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I do agree on the fact that uh, most founders who want communities do not really understand that w- what kind of an ask that really is. Because running a community or starting and running a community is almost as big an ask as running a company is. Because you have to take care of the acquisition, you have to take care of the engagement, and you have to take care that the people are, you know, at the end of it, they're taking some action that benefits the company in some way, somewhere, right? It's uh, the funnel goes almost like a complete marketing funnel, like a complete company funnel, and you have to take care that each part of that is being taken care of, or the or the community dies down, right? Even if you acquire people and they're not engaging, over time it will die down. So it's a constant investment. Uh, so that's something that the founders don't understand at the beginning when they want to start. Uh, so th- thank you for your inputs on this one, uh, and I really appreciate it. Uh, I also would like a bit of glimpse on when you joined Indie Hackers and how you took the com- community from when you joined to to what point when you left uh, Indie Hackers. Yeah, so I joined, I guess, about two two and a half years ago. I joined, so I I'd founded Ministry of Testing before, and Whilst I was running that, I saw Indie Hackers launch, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's interesting. I, I like I like the looks of what what they're doing." As you know, I was an indie founder, um, and Cortland was doing interviews, um, like text-based interviews. So I, I volunteered myself to do one of those. Um, so I was one of the early early interviews. Uh, I think it was like number seventeen or something like that. And there's been hundreds since. So I did that, and then. And, and that was like, I guess that was like four years ago, maybe five years ago now. I can't quite remember. But then I was looking to step back from ministry of testing and I was looking for other things to do. And I was trying to find an excuse to hang out on Indie Hackers because, you know, I can't, I, I like the vibe, but 
Um, as with all things, it's hard to find the time to hang out in communities. But when I was there one day, I saw that Cortland was looking for some social media help. And I was like, oh, maybe I could just do that as a way to um, force myself to step away from Ministry of Testing. So I reached out to him and obviously like, he, he knew me because we had been in touch and we had done the interview and we got chatting and about stuff. And then he, he offered me a community role instead of a social media role. Uh, and he was confused when we were talking at first. He's like, why, why do you want this job? Uh, you're way overqualified for it and all of that. I was like, yeah, I know, but I just want to <laughs> do something else. Um, and this seems like fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I joined uh, as I was a contractor the whole time. So it was just like, you know, it was it's never meant to be like forever thing, I guess. And, I, yeah, I stayed for two years, which I guess is quite quite a long time as, as, as a contractor. But, um, yeah, my goal, my goal was like just to like, well, I don't, I don't know if there were any specific goals to begin with, to be honest, but um, Cortland was doing it all himself, Cortland and Channing, and it was like he, he was juggling a lot, so he wasn't able to give the community the attention that it needed. So um, for, with me coming in, is that I, I gave it my full, full attention. Um, I was an indie fa- founder, so I felt like I, I understood the community to some extent, but I also felt like I had a lot to learn. I had kind of like not not entirely been in touch with with the latest things, uh, discussions, tools, all of that kind of stuff happening. So for me, it was a learning experience as well. Uh, and it's a great way to learn. I think community is a great way to, to learn about everything that's going on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like I, I took it, I was there for two years and it grew a lot um, through through the pandemic, like it kind of there was a bit of a dip at the beginning of the pandemic but then like a few weeks later it just like everything just like kind of blew up a bit it got really really busy for a while so yeah and I guess like from from my perspective it was like up to me to keep it keep it clean get conversations going and all those kind of things and 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 try to think of ideas to inspire and and, engage engage people Um, because it's tough It's, it's really tough yeah, yeah, I totally agree that I have run communities in the past, in some of my previous companies, and it's a really hard job uh, to get people in, get them engaged. You have to have to push consistent engagement triggers, and in a way that it doesn't seem like you're trying hard to make them engage. So it's a really tough job, and uh, kudos to you for been doing it for some years now. Uh, so now let's jump straight into the exciting format that I have waiting for you. So in that, uh, the number one question I have for you today is, what are the three ideas or books that you live by? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm not doing books. I'm going for ideas. So I guess like all these ideas are very much focused on the kind of person that I am. So uh, the first one is like uh, focus on giving and like, you know, being kind. And this is something that I, I just do every day in my life. I do it in my personal life. I do it um, in, in my social and online social media world. It's like, and I do it in business as well and in, and in community. Um, but basically it's like, give what you can, help people out, lift people up, uh, support people, uh, look for opportunities that, that can really kind of change people's lives. 
Um, and kind of like, especially like when you run a community or when you run, run, run a business, um, you have access to resources uh, that, that, that can really make a difference to people. So like, as an example, uh, Ministry of Testing used to run events and training. And often I would, I would just give places away to people that I felt would appreciate them. Um, and, you know, that's, that's just one example. Um, I never tracked it in any kind of way. I was just like, I'm just going to do it because I can. Um, and I know as a fact that that changed people's lives. Another example, I guess, like Indie Hackers, I, I, I would run the Twitter account and I would tweet out uh, people's products randomly based on like participation. Like if people participated in, in, the, in the community, in the forum, I would uh, look up their product and you know, put out a tweet for them. And that would, you know, it's just a tweet, right? But that would like blow people's minds. It's like, wow, Indie Hackers tweeted me. I got sales because of this. Or, you know, it's like, you know, it, it leads on to other things. So yeah, always 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 find ways that, that you can give um, with what with what you have access to. The, I, the second idea is um, kind of like how things are now doesn't mean that they're always going to be like that. Um, and how how things are now isn't uh, doesn't doesn't mean that, that that's that's how they should be um, or that they're right. Um, and I think like it's easy in society to like. Think like that to you know be accustomed to to how we grow up uh, to have these beliefs that we, we grew up a certain way so this is how things are and you know I just like as as an idea to live by is like try questioning things questioning yourself questioning who you are and um, when when possible you know push back against stuff that you don't feel is right and when you start pushing back against things and especially if you open up about things then you'll start to find other people who, who think the same as you and you'll, you'll start to feel like less lonely in the world and perhaps uh, kind of uh, make progress on the things that you want to do. And I guess as one example of that is like I, I unschool my kids. So like I'm completely going against the grain with their education, but it's something definitely in my heart that I feel is right. And along the way, you find other people who are doing the same thing and they, you know, they have the same beliefs. And yeah, it doesn't mean it's easy, but it's it's like you got one life. You might as well try, try to try to do what you can with it, right? And then yeah, the third idea is like going deep into something. I think uh, I feel like the world is is full of superficial stuff. Uh, lots of people uh, riding waves, um, jumping on things, one thing to another, um, but. Really, what we need is like people to really geek out on on niches and specifics, and to go to go deep into stuff to to figure out how how to improve them and change them. Um, and yeah, I'm definitely doing this in, in in community building at the moment, and I'm trying to go as deep as I can, in the hope that I I can make some impact. And you know, I think it's working, and in time, I think it will work even more or even better. Yeah, for sure. And these are three amazing ideas to, that you just shared. And the first one that you said that uh, we should always focus on giving. And that's a really good idea, uh, uh, not just in community building, but overall in life and even in business, that you should always be focused on that value creation and not 
you know, make transactional in nature that, okay, if I'm going to give you this, you have to give me back uh, something. Uh, and that's the approach that a lot of people they take and then they fail terribly at marketing or, or at the business because they're from the very start, they're focused on getting back and that's where it all fails. So this, this is a really important quality to build, whether it's, it's even more critical in community building because community is all about helping each other out. Uh, but even as a more broader skill, it is really helpful in life and business to just keep giving without expecting much in return, right? Uh, and the next one, again, that you shared, uh, that things change over time, things don't remain the same. And this is something that a lot of people need to hear a lot of times that uh, things are not always going to remain the same. Uh, so it doesn't matter if it's too good right now or too bad. Uh, if you hang in there, it's going to change. It might change for the better, it might change for the worse, but you just have to hang in to see how this plays out. And it'll be exciting, uh, whichever way it goes, right? Uh, and, the, and the last idea that, we, that I shared is again, very important that uh, it, we really find people going deep in things. And that's why I think this term has really brought up into fame, deep work that uh, it's so rare that people rarely go deep into anything that they are doing. They're very superficial in nature. They'll just do it and get done with it. But that depth, that quality is somewhat lacking uh, in everything. And I'm glad that you're doing it in community building. Uh, and I try to do it in marketing as much as I can. And that's the idea that we at Mailman as well promote that it's basically a tool that, you know, forces you to get in a state of uh, deep work by putting a you know, guard on emails that your emails cannot come in all the time because if, if that happens, because that happens by default and your attention is always taken away by emails all the time, and then you're never able to do deep work. So going deep is something that you can practice uh, by using tools like Mailman and other tools, of course. But yeah, this is a very important idea in the present world that we're living in where there's so many distractions, right? Uh, so th thanks for sh sharing all these amazing ideas. And I'm sure a lot of people from our audience will find them helpful. Now, moving on to my next question for you, uh, who are the two people that you look up to the most and why? Yeah, I think about this a lot. Um, and I've been asked it in the past. And every time I, I get asked it, I've, I've started to kind of say the same thing as in, uh, I don't have two people to recommend. I love people. People are great. But um, I think worshipping or following or, you know, um, people is can be like a dangerous habit. Um, yeah. So like, you know, I, I like for me, it's like, um, I guess like I, I don't want people to to worship me or follow me or be you know fans of me. And, and I know people are um, to some extent. But really, like, I want people to be a fan of the work that I'm trying to do, the vision that I have. So um, instead of, like, nominating two people that, that I'm a fan of, um, I'd rather, like, uh, focus in on, like, visions that people have and follow their visions. Um, and I actually don't have one to mind at the moment. But the, that that idea, I think, is super, super important to to bear in mind, because I think like, you know, it, it, it almost gets cultish uh, when, when you follow people and brands. And I just think like, if, if you follow a vision, that vision can change or that vision can adapt. Um, but if you follow a person, uh, people do stupid things, people change over time um, and all of those kind of things. So, um, yeah, I'd say fo follow a vision instead of people. 
Yeah, that sure makes sense. Uh, but that's why uh, we made it a more, you know, in detail question where I asked you that, who are the two people that you look, look up to and why? So that in that why you will bring up what's the reason why you look up to them. Uh, you don't have to look up to them. Absolutely. Like no one is perfect. Absolutely. No one is yeah. worth, no one is worth worshiping, but there can be some aspects of life or business that you look up to them for. Like someone can have good writing and you can look up to them for that. And someone, another person can be good at, you know, maybe uh, a different skill, maybe marketing, and you look up to them for that. So th this is what I'm trying to get out from this question. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, like, if there's, I guess, like, if there's things that I look up to, I think uh, the, the thing that I look up to most in people um, is, like, I'm not going to name specific people, but, like, people who go against the grain, people who, who, don't, who don't fall into the traps of, uh, following the herd um, and people who say, oh, you know, so I, don't, I don't care what that person's doing. I'm just like focusing on what I'm doing because I believe what I'm doing is important. Um, so it's those kind of things that, that I personally like I, I would follow. Um, and, you know, even I, you know, I fall into the traps of like get, getting carried away with, uh, you know, the hype sometimes. And it's good to be grounded um, when people, you know, like remind you as I, does that stuff actually matter? Uh, it's like no, it doesn't. It's like what what is it? What matters uh, to you and to and to your heart and to, to your own personal goals uh, to keep focused. Um, so yeah, so that that's what I would look up to. I don't know it doesn't quite quite answer your question, but um, I'm slightly uh, avoiding it as well. <laughs> no, no, it's totally fine. I totally respect that, uh, and I love love this approach of yours. By the way, to uh, not follow people but follow their qualities, uh, which is a good approach for sure. Uh, mo moving on to my last question for you today. Uh, what's the number one productivity trick that you find really helpful? Yeah, um, so so for this one, um, I'd say maybe it's not a productivity trick, but um, it's it's more like if you, if you focus on the things that you love to do, then everything becomes a lot easier. So uh, do the things you love, as, as cheesy as it sounds, uh, do the things that that feel that feel fun, that feel interesting, and um, the more you can do that, the more you can you can get done. Because it, you know, at least for me, it's like I I can I can do community building stuff all day every day. Uh, I actually do pretty much do that. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you know, I have a day job in orbit, which is community building stuff, and then I have Rosyland, which is like side gig kind of stuff, which is community building stuff. Um, but I, I keep going because I, because I love it and it doesn't, whilst it feels hard at times, you know, it doesn't really feel like work. And, you know, I feel like I, I, I can ship stuff and get stuff out because like, I truly, truly enjoy it. Um, so yeah, do the things you love. Yeah, th that makes total sense. And I see that you're running so many communities and uh, being a marketer myself, I know how much work running even one community is. So I was about to ask you that, how are you able to manage so many communities at once, some of your own, some of others, uh, but you just answered that one with this productivity trick. That just, <laughs> I'm just doing what I love and it just doesn't feel like work, right? So that's a super productivity trick that you can say just, if, you're, if you can do what you love, then you won't be tired and you won't mind doing it all day long, right? Uh, so thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that and sharing all the answers. All, all the answers were quite amazing. Uh, thank you for being here. Uh, last, lastly, I would like to ask you if anyone from our audience would like to follow your journey or follow what you're working on, what would be the best way to do that? 
Yep. Um, I guess there's three ways. There's Twitter. I'm at Rosie Cherry on Twitter. Uh, there's Rosie Land, which is Rosie.land. And that's where I write about community stuff. Um, and then there's Orbit as well, which is where I work. Um, and I, I do community stuff there. And I also write a, new, a community newsletter as well there. So Orbit.love is a, is a website. Okay, so I'll make sure to plug all those links in the show notes below so that our audience can easily get to you. Uh, thank you so much for making time for this, Rosie. Uh, I'm so grateful for you for accepting this invite and coming here to attend this podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.